welcome back to the podcast. Today, I'm delighted to be joined by Laura Martin, Director of Applications Engineering at Summit Interconnect Technology. Laura is an electrical engineer, and she also has 15 years of hands-on experience from the lab to print, printing inner layers to doing front-end engineering uh, for design for manufacturability at Lockheed Martin. She's here to talk about a new program that she's standing up at Summit that will help her do more hands-on training and proactive education, helping engineers to understand what they need to know for effective design for manufacturing. I think you're really going to enjoy this one. Now let's jump into our conversation with Laura Martin of Summit Interconnect. Hi, Laura. So good to see you. Thanks so much for joining on the podcast today. I look forward to sharing you with our guests. So why don't we start off by having you introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about your background, um, a brief introduction of Summit, and what your role is there. Yeah, thank you for having me, Judy. It's always a pleasure. Um, Yeah, so my background is um, I started in the PCB industry about 16, 17 years ago now. Um, my first job was at Lockheed Martin, and I was uh, working in the lab, scrubbing inner layers, doing uh, chemical analysis, uh, drilling, routing, you name it. I pretty much did every um, you know, process in the lab. Um, and then I even uh, moved into front-end engineering, and I did the planning and the cam work. Uh, so I just, you know, I spent about 10 years hands-on building circuit boards and and I really loved it um you know I just I like the challenge I like building things and uh you know we you never run out of things to work on in circuit boards so that's for sure yeah I I ended up just really gravitating towards the um the cam side of things and the design for manufacturing that's really what I enjoyed doing the most was uh you know scrubbing the designs and just making sure they're manufacturable uh, working with the designers on making some changes. And, um, you know, and while doing that, I also started learning all the IPC specifications. So, um, you know, I just used all that knowledge of the hands-on building and IPC and was able to just review designs and make them manufacturable. So, um, so yeah, I did that for quite some time. Uh, and while I was a technician, working in the lab. I was also going to college and um, I got my engineering degree. And then after about 15 years with Lockheed, I just felt like it was time to try something else. Um, And so I went into the materials side, the distribution, of course, of circuit board materials, you know, can't leave the industry. (laughs) (laughs) I've I've heard that, you know, if you've been been in it for what, five years, you're in it for life. (laughs) Yep, you can't get out. I tried. Exactly. I left for 12 years and I got sucked back in. It's true. Well, I, I haven't left it yet. So, um, you know, and, and I'll plan on it. But um, yeah, so I I did material distribution. And so I got to see what it's like supplying all the fabricators with materials uh, and working with all the fabricators. That was great. Um, but I realized I was too far removed from what I love, which was just the hands-on DFM working with customers and designers. And mm-hmm. um, so I you know, joined Summit and they had a great opportunity for me uh, to lead their uh, field application engineering team. So I was able to just grow it and um, 
you know, make it my own. And I'm really excited about the future. Well, I can't wait to dig into that a bit because it's not a typical model by any stretch of the means to have a field application engineering team that I know about in the board industry. It's usually just a couple guys in CAM that are, you know, slinging back, you know, technical queries between design engineers. So it's one, I'm excited to have a fellow woman, by the way, early in my (laughs) career, I did all that stuff that you did because I was doing inside sales, but I wanted to actually understand how boards were made. So I scrubbed inner layers, I silkscreen boards, I, I did spot drilling, I uh, got all those nasty chemicals, (laughs) Yeah, yeah. breathed all that in. So um, you and I have that in common, which is really unusual to meet somebody that has that background. So I share that passion and interest with you. Um, So what exactly attracted you to Summit? I know you said that you were, that you wanted to get back hands-on with customers, but what specifically, and as you build this, where are you with building this? Um, applications team, and how do you see that unfolding as time goes on? Yeah, um, you know, what drew me to Summit is um, I did business with them as a, when I was at an OEM, and I did business with them when I was a supplier to them. And, you know, I love that they're the largest, you know, privately owned PCB manufacturer in the U.S., and they're investing in so much, you know, technology, um, you know, and, and people too. So I was really drawn to work with them and be part of that growth. And, um, you know, I'm just really excited to see like where we are in a few years. Um, but yeah, so for my team, um, you know, we're, we're developing a different way of doing DFMs. Like, like you mentioned, most of the time it's just a cam operator, you know, reviewing a board and putting a technical query out which is, you know, fantastic. They're, they're very knowledgeable. Um, but I want to bring it to the next level where we're actually educating customers on why we're pointing out that issue instead of, you know, just being retroactive. I want to like get ahead of it and do the education so that when we do get a design, it is easily, you know, goes right into manufacturing. Um, but you know, it's, it's quite a challenge because, as you know, boards are just getting more and more complex. So it needs that, you know, that human touch, that person holding your hand, being a partner and really working together up front, you know, before the design is even completely laid out. Right. Which is, you know, I blogged for a while uh, for particularly for RF engineers at laying out board and there were so many missing pieces for them. And just sharing the fundamentals I found was so helpful, which was shocking to me. But I love the fact that you're leaning into educating them and empowering them instead of just, you know, I think design engineers I've talked to just kind of like, oh my gosh, I sent it over. Now there's, you know, 15 TQs and I'm <laughs> on to my next night or whatever. And and I think both sides get frustrated. And as much as myself and others throughout the industry has said, you know, go to your board shop, partner closely. It's not always practical. Yeah. So yeah. this idea of putting like a team on it is really novel. And yeah. the education side is awesome. So how exactly are you going to 
serve up that education. And then I'm going to ask you a little bit about what what's changed, you know, over the 15 years that you've been in the business. So let's hear about ways you're going to serve up that education as well as face to face. Yeah, um, well, Summit does monthly webinars where we talk about different topics, board fabrication. Um, you know, just today we actually did one on cavities, which is a topic a lot of people um, always ask questions about. So we did a, a webinar on that. Um, in November, my team is doing a webinar on annular ring. Just, you know, maybe simple topics, but things that not everybody understands or you know, maybe there's new designers coming into the industry. So like we need to continually just keep talking about these topics. Um, and you never know, maybe a seasoned designer will pick up something that they didn't know. Um, you know, and you can also follow us on LinkedIn. We post a lot and try to provide education to our customers. I love that. Because digital is always easier, right? Way to education <laughs> as well as face-to-face because -face, it sounds like you're going to do a lot of that. Well, Laura, so I've been out of the board industry for a while now and I'm a little out of touch, but I know you've been deep in it for the last 15 years and I know boards have gotten very, very complex. And how does that affect um, a manufacturer? Um, as well as I know, engineers are now EEs. Um, so you know, tell me a little bit about what that's like in the real world. Yeah, um, you know, as boards have become more complex, you know, they went from a single lamination, uh, you know, in one plating cycle to having multiple, you know, via structures like blind and vias and, and micro vias. And so, and the number of lamination cycles has increased. So the boards used to go through the shop one time and get drilled and plated and be done. But now every time you add another lamination cycle, you know, and you know, you see many uh, like eight, 10 lamination cycles is pretty standard now. Um, and every time it gets a lamination cycle it has to go through that drilling and plating process again. So it's just really eroded the capacity in the shop, but that's also, you know, transferred over to the front end engineering and DFMs. It, it takes a lot longer to go through all those layers and all those process steps and, um, you know, so that that's the impact that it's had on the manufacturer. So, Laura, I know you deal with design engineers all the time, and it's been a while since I've been out of that game. With all this complexity, you know, what is the kind of feedback you're getting from engineers? Because it sounds like they can't easily just run it through a DFM check in their EDA software. Like, what does that look like in the real world? Right. It's just becoming, you know, increasingly more important to have a partnership with the designer um, before they even finish the design. Because what happens is if they don't get involved and they just hand off a board design, and if they didn't understand, you know, like the manufacturing limitations or capabilities of different board shops, um, you know, so a lot of times they might get a no bid or, um, you know, a high, mm. it would be cost more because a fabricator might see that it's just more difficult to build than it really has to be. So that right. partnership up front is is very important as boards get even more and more complex. I agree, and it can really impact cost and time and a, and a lot of different things. And um, it's really hard to get that message across. Like, come talk to 
us before <laughs> yes. you're finished with the design. <laughs> exactly. That's, that's It's a hard message, but I trust you and your team are going to work on <laughs> carrying out that message. So what you talked about design engineers really needing to have a close partnership, which is something I've been talking about, but it sounds like you're actually coming up with tangible solutions. So what... Boards are really unique. So what do today's complex design engineers really need from um, someone like you and your team, Laura, and from a partner? Yeah, um, just, you know, having that open communication, just being able to reach out and um, ask questions and we will help them, you know, guide them on the right, you know, design for manufacturability rules, um, you know, and and we've also come up with multiple solutions to, you know, to address all the the variety of needs in the industry as well. So I feel like we're we're getting creative. We're we're hearing the, you know, we're rising to the occasion with the increased um, complexity, and every customer has different needs, and so we're coming up with multiple solutions instead of just send it through the tooling department and get a DFM. You know, I, I keep asking people like, what does DFM mean to you? You know, it's like, I really break it down and I try to understand mm. what does the customer actually need? Do they need a full tooling DFM? And, you know, which puts pressure on our front end engineering resources, or do they need an FAE to review it for producibility and say, you know, this is going in the right direction. Let's keep doing that. Or, oh, I've identified something that maybe we need to back up and, you know, go look at how can we make this more manufacturable? So yes, it's very important, I think, to start talking, um, you know, with your fabricator before you finish the design. I love that. I totally agree. That was even true back in my day. And I always celebrated <laughs> when someone actually talked to me before they designed a board. It was such a nice luxury. So um, what what advice would you give? I, I, I know as you lean into this, there's going to be more resources available, certainly through Summit. Um, and you mentioned webinars and some of the things you'll be producing. What what other places do you recommend that engineers go to sort of self-educate, which is something they need to be doing as much as possible? Yeah, something that I've found invaluable is just being involved in IPC, um, mm. being in the committees or just in contact with some of the committee members, um, you know, having a voice at the table and just hearing all the discussions. It, it really helped me learn like where the rules came from and why they came about. And, um, you know, and so I think that's a really great way to learn about board design and the rules, um, you know, and I get a lot of education on LinkedIn. Uh, I love how there's such a variety of topics um, on electronics. And um, so I'm always reading the posts, but what I really find interesting are the, all the comments, because then you get a all the different opinions and um, and it just helps you think of a different perspective maybe, but I, I get a lot of education from um, LinkedIn too. I, you know, it sounds kind of funny, but I do too. Sometimes I call myself a cyber stalker because I'll find, <laughs> I'll find people to come on the podcast that way because they're sharing yeah. something really interesting or novel or really bringing value. 
and so I figure since they're teaching me that that our audience would know know about it too. So I agree. I think LinkedIn is kind of the the town square for the electronics industry. So I agree with you there. Um, before I let you go, Laura, um, what do you see? I'm I'm just going to ask you sort of a hard question, but what's next for Summit? You know, I've had the pleasure of interviewing both you and Sean this year, and sounds like you're doing really exciting stuff. So what's on the horizon, say, over the next year for you? Yeah, well, you talked to Sean. He's from Amazon, and he's really leaning into modernization. Um, and I'm leaning into the customer obsession. You know, my team and I are just working closely with customers to educate them and just enable that smooth handoff. I love that. I love, um, I used to steal that customer obsession line uh, myself because it's, you know, if you really do serve the customer and help the customer, you, you won't need to look for business. So exactly. I'm really excited to see what um, Summit comes up with this year and you as well. Where can our um, listeners go plug into some of the resources you have available at Summit right now? Yeah, we, we have everything posted on our website um, and we also post a lot of stuff on LinkedIn. So, you know, follow us there, follow me on LinkedIn, um, reach out to me. I'm happy to help any designer with their boards. Okay, I love that. Well, if you let me, I'll share your LinkedIn profile, <laughs> Laura. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> okay, well, thanks again, Laura. This has been so great and it's wonderful to learn about the things that Summit is doing and it's exciting to watch and I wish you all the luck. Thank you, Judy. Thanks for having me. It's always my pleasure. For our audience, I will go get all those links from Laura and I'll put them in the show notes for you, but make sure you go over and check out Summit's website. As Laura mentioned, there's monthly webinars, some good learning resources, connect with Laura, connect with their team, and there's lots of resources out there for you to keep learning in a really easy, digestible way. So thanks so much for joining us this week. I trust you've enjoyed this conversation. We'll see you next week. Until then, remember to always stay connected to the ecosystem. Oh, 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 oh,